There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. In the final line of Mark's Gospel next Sunday, we hear Jesus telling us, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's Lent, right? What a great opportunity to once again lean in on God and ask him to help us do just that. Here to help us turn our hearts to the Lord this Lent, no matter how young or old you are, Kate Walsh Souchere, a Catholic licensed marriage and family therapist and regular columnist in the Catholic spirit. Welcome back to the show, doctor. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great to see you. See you, Kate, because we're actually seeing each other. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> yes. This is new. Yes. So, like I said, we're about to begin Lent. How have you been preparing for the season, and how can listeners prepare their hearts to truly turn to God this season? Oh, thank you so much. Well, Kayla, that's a great question. And honestly, I I have been thinking about Lent because it starts in about um, a week. It starts when when people hear this, it will be starting in a, just a very few days. Mm -hmm. And Lent is one of my very favorite seasons of the Catholic Church. Uh, because in my my Catholic faith, because it allows me to push a pause button and to intentionally for six weeks say to myself intentionally and purpose purposely and purposefully, this next six weeks is going to be different. I'm going to do something that is purposeful to help me change some kind of behavior that I've said I need to change, I want to do differently, and my life gets busy, and so I don't attend to it. But Lent is my time to be very purposeful and very intentional to make those changes. So I have been thinking about Lent, <laughs> even though it's not quite Lent yet. The time to think about Lent is before Lent, mm -hmm. not once Lent has started. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. Right, right. There's something so true to say about preparing your heart for the upcoming season, right. truly being in the season and being present in it. Right. And do you know what I think about during Lent is that I'm creating a new habit. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm looking to do. And if so I actually have the catechism right here beside me, and mm -hmm. I always have it on my, my desk, mm -hmm. but I have it here. And um, I turned to article or uh, 1804, and that's about the human vir virtues, because mm. that's what we're trying to do during Lent, yeah. is to become a more virtuous person. And that takes practice. Uh, the virtues are formed on habits, and we all know what habits look like, good habits and bad habits. And when we decide that we're going to form some new good habits, that takes number one, thought beforehand, a decision, and then commitment. So I have to think about it, I have to decide I wanna change it, and then I have to be committed to those changes. So for six weeks, I get to practice a new habit. Mm -hmm. And when you said that 
I love that passage from Mark's Gospel. It's um, chapter 1, verse 15 is what it is. I quoted it many times. <laughs> and when you say the Gospel, some of the versions translate that as good news. Repent and believe in the good news. And the good news is that we have Lent and we can make changes. We can use this time to become a better more, I know I know. some people say, I want to be a better version of myself. Okay, I don't usually say that. That's not usually my kind of terminology. But yes, that's it. We are still ourselves, but we do want to be better. Mm-hmm. And so that Lenten time is a time to practice that. Right. I'm, I love this idea of the habit and creating something that's long-lasting past Lent. Because I feel like so much in my life, it's like, okay, I'm just going to do it this thing. And then once it's done, it's done. Like I don't have to do it again. But the idea is definitely like building these good habits. So then they last past Lent as well. Exactly. Exactly. So um, the point of Lent is to help us to enter into that, that six week time with purpose, not, and with uh, thinking about the things, the changes, the habits we want to form, keeping them small. If we set our intentions, I want to do a major overhaul. Well, we all know what that what that looks like. Mm. It looks like a crash and burn. It looks like halfway through or even two days into it, we've already broken. You know, no. So keeping those intentions small, keeping them focused, allowing ourselves to enter into it and enter into it each morning, and at the end of the day, do a little bit of reflection and how well was I able to hold to this new habit, this new way of becoming holy? Because that's ultimately, I think, what we want as Catholics and as all Christians, hopefully all humans, is to become a more holy, whole, sound person, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I like how you make these ideas more actionable. So taking that time to reflect each day on how well you did forming this habit and just like holding that time for yourself. And if you didn't do very well, you do better the next day. Or if you did great, great, keep it going. Um, But just taking that time to sit with it and think about how well you're doing. Right. I think that, um, I think it's so easy to wear ourselves out all day long so that by the time we do get to bed, we're so exhausted, we fall in and we have no time for reflection. So that could even be a habit that people could do during Lent is to say, I'm going to get ready for bed and I'm going to take that 10 minutes. It doesn't take long, maybe even six minutes to just review the day. And what that looks like is, walking back through it and just sort of examining the morning, the relationships we had, the encounters we had, and just, like I say, kind of walking back through the day. And as you just said, if it didn't go quite the way I wanted, well, tomorrow is a new a new day. I get to practice it again. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's a beauty mm-hmm. of being a human being and having this gift that we have of time uh, but at the same time, here, we don't know how much time we have. And so we have to use it well and um, to use it purposely and intentionally. 
And do you know, I did write, <clears throat> um, I, I love this passage. It's from uh, Psalm 51, 12, and I use the N-A-B-R-E, the New American Bible Revised Version. That's the newest uh, version for Catholics. And anybody can find that online. It is so beautiful. And this particular passage is in uh, Psalm 51, 12, and it states, a clean heart create for me, God. Renew within me a steadfast spirit. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that if during Lent I could say, Lord, every day create in me a clean heart. <laughs> and I would just be attentive to that every day. Try to wake up and say, okay, today I'm going to attend to everything I'm doing will be with the intention of having a clean heart and feeling like my conscience is clear. We should all be going to confession or the sacrament of reconciliation. During Lent, we should all be doing that, and ideally before Lent starts, but you know, by the time people listen to this, it's going to be very close and probably not much time. But try to go maybe early in Lent and then again toward Easter and the um, Holy Thursday and Good Friday. But to make that a purposeful intention to have a clean heart. And along with that um, is, I love this passage as well, and people will recognize this. It's from Micah 6, 8. I found this and I use this many times in papers because I loved it so much. Um, so it refers to us to what it means. What, what does God want of us? You have been told, O mortal, what is good and what the Lord requires of you only to do justice and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God. So if we are going to try to have a clean heart, we can't do that on our own. Right? <laughs> we might think we can and we are wrong. We can't. We need God's grace to help us to have that clean heart. And he wants us to walk humbly with him. He doesn't want us to do this on our own. Doing it on our own is, is just self-contained and it's going to let us down and he doesn't want that he wants us to do that with him in him and through him and so if we will turn our hearts and our minds and our souls as much as we can to allow god to help us he's just standing there waiting <laughs> he is standing there like okay all you have to do is knock in fact i one time we were on a trip down to south of, um, the Southern Hemisphere. It was for my husband's work. And we went to Mass on Sunday, and it happened to be a bishop who was saying Mass. And I probably won't surprise anybody, but I take notes during, <laughs> during the homily. So then I can actually, I can take something with me. I'm not just mm -hmm. listening, but I'm listening and I'm taking some notes so that I can go back to it. Exactly, but yeah. But the bishop said... If we will but turn, God will completely overtake us. All I have to do is turn toward him and demonstrate interest. <laughs> All I have to do is say, I think I'm a little interested in this, uh, hopefully more than a little, but I'm interested in what you're offering, God. He will completely overtake me and just give me what he needs me to have and what he wants me to have so I can live the life that he's intended for me. That's our goal, is to figure out why God sent us here. 
what he wants from us and how to do it. That's our, that should be our human goal. They say we're a human being having a spiritual experience. Did I say that right? We, no, let me say that again. That's wrong. I'm glad I said it. I said, no, that was wrong. We are a spiritual being having a human experience. Our soul is the best part of us. It leads us into that happiness that we all seek. It's joy. And if we will ask God to help us have a clean heart through being humble, help me to be humble, Lord. That's all you ask of me. And then you can overtake my heart and help me to be the person you sent me to this earth to be. It's so simple, it's ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> we make it seriously. so unattainable. It's so simple. And yet we're like, well, how do I, how do I, do I get there? How do I do this? It's like, number one, stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> number two, he's right there. If we will but turn, he will completely overtake us. I mean, how can I forget that? <laughs> how can I forget that? Mm -hmm. So each day, if we just turn our hearts toward him, and then at the end of the day, review how well I did that. Did I trust him? Did I take him into each moment with me? Or did I try to go it on my own? If I went on my own, I was not trusting and I was not humble. If I allowed him to come into the situation, then it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love everything you're saying. And the hugest thing is literally just giving God that little bit and he can do so, so much. And we just have to trust in his goodness and his great mercy that if we but turn to him, he is going to reward us so, so greatly. And if I, that's exactly it. When we're trying to discover that, which you just said, out there, you know, out there, I'm looking for this, I'm looking, I'm looking. And all the while, mm -hmm. it's right inside. It's not out there, it's right inside. <laughs> And I know that it's a beautiful secret to discover. That's all I know. <laughs> right. And you don't need to know more than that. that is no, that's right. That's, oh, there I am. I mean, I, the minute that a person says that they are humble, that's the second they're not. That's, that's the second we start to take over. Don't let that happen is what. And maybe that's something we practice during Lent. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what we practice. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Kate, we have reached the end of our time. These 15 minutes always fly by. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank I know. you so much for joining oh, us. This was wonderful. Oh, Kayla, thank you for having me. And it's just, can I just say a quick prayer? Would that be okay? That is more than okay. Okay. So the sign of the cross for us is that Christ is always with us in every situation of our lives. He's never not away from us. We know as Catholics that he's raised. We know the empty tomb. And we also know that he is with us. So in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear good and gracious God, my Lord, I ask your blessings upon each and every person who is listening to this pod, this podcast, this uh, morning reflection, afternoon reflection, and that they are able to attend to what you are asking of them to dedicate this Lent to. Bad sentence, but we're going to end it there. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> I just ask your grace upon them. And these prayers, my Lord, we offer to you in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Well, Kayla, thank you. I know we went over a little bit. I hope that's okay. <laughs> that is more than okay. There's so much good content here to dig into. And uh-huh. thank you again for joining us today. Thanks, Kayla. God bless you. Listeners, you can find more of Dr. Kate's work on thecatholicspirit.com. She's a columnist for them and also on her website, ifhwb.com. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released. Go!